Hi, my name is Jupiter Aklis. I don't talk about this a lot, but gathering old electronics is something of a special interest of mine, even if I don't know how to use them or anything. I have a couple of really old handheld film cameras that I love. I think they're some of the first consumer-grade ones. Oh, and an old Casio keyboard from the 80s. I don't make movies or play music or anything. I just think the history of technology is really fascinating. Whenever I see some weird tech at a thrift store, I kind of just have to go for it. My friends have literally had to physically stop me before. Anyway, so I was at Goodwill recently and found this old hard drive. I mean, I guess it's not that old, but it's all covered in stickers and it was clearly very personal and I don't know, it just spoke to me. So I bought it. And when I got home and checked what was on it, there was a bunch of audio files and PDFs. I started listening to them and they're pretty weird. And. To be honest, I'm too busy to really look through them. I have a lot of work with the new podcast network and everything, and you know what? Frankly, I just figured this would be easy content, so here you go. The Weird-Ass Files of Juno Desconocida. I'll put the PDF files, which I guess are just written copies of the audio files, on mushroomstation.net for those interested. Oh, before I forget, uh, thank you so much to Nerdalistic, Alexander Mercury, and CyberLadyZ for being some of the patrons who keep this network running. If you want to help out, please go to patreon.com slash mushroomstation. Uh, Joe, Amy, and I would, we would really appreciate it. So thank you. All right, here you go. All I did was clear up some background noise and add the intro outro music. So have fun. Figure it out. I guess. doubt anyone is going to listen to this but me, but in case I lose my memory or whatever, here it is. My name is Juno Desconocida, and I'm a collector. I have a day job too, but it's whatever. So I collect haunted objects. They obviously aren't actually haunted, but there isn't really another name for them. Haunted dolls, creepy video game cartridges, evidence of the supernatural. It's all fake. I've lived here for seven years, and I've never been scratched in my sleep, or possessed, or anything. Now, the window. So, for the past few years, a few promotional items have been floating around on eBay for Ghost Hunt Pacific, and I just can't help myself. It's a classic local legend turned creepypasta. What was I supposed to do? So, okay. 
the story goes that Ghost Hunt Pacific was a ghost hunting show that was filmed sometime in the 80s, but didn't actually air until 2003. And even then, only in Sisters, Oregon, which is just outside of Bend. Totally weird. The show featured Cosmo King, Fatima Varma, and Micaiah Cook as the on-camera faces doing the actual investigating, and their camera operator, Song Yijun. All three seasons of the show aired over the course of five weeks, starting on Monday, July 7th, and ending on Friday, uh, August 12th on PBS. A fun detail is that it apparently took over whatever show was supposed to be airing in that time slot. The final episode, obviously, features the four members of the show getting brutally murdered in a fishery, and no footage of the show has ever surfaced to add to the spookiness. Now, obviously there are some flaws here. Uh, this is all from a forum post from last year that tried to debunk the whole thing. As far as anyone can find, the people in the story never existed. Also, no one in Sisters has ever claimed to have seen the show, and I'd bet that if a show aired in my town, where the host got killed on screen, no one would ever shut up about it. Not that this has stopped people from theorizing and pushing the story along. It got so out of hand that a PBS representative on Twitter ended up posting ratings information from that time in Sisters to try and show that nothing weird happened. Of course, now a lot of people in the community think she's in on it. I honestly feel bad for her, but anyway. I'm rambling. So, yeah. I've been buying up as much of the merch as I can. Sure, it's fake. And sure, this stuff is made to target people specifically like me, but what can I say? They got me. Uh, I've got three posters that all have different actors on them. A mug with a logo I traced back to a Reddit post from 2011. A t-shirt, marketed as being from the 80s, but still has a red bubble tag on it. Uh, there's a local TV guide I have that says it's from July 2003 and lists show times for GHP, which directly contradicts the story since it wasn't even supposed to air. It's all fun. And it's a local story, which makes it have a special place in my heart. I've even been to Sisters. Yeah, I can debunk this stuff all I want. But I collect it for a reason. These stories are, for better or worse, something I'm passionate about. So, as for the reason I'm recording this at all, I received this letter yesterday morning while I was at work. No return address or stamp, just my address handwritten on the front. That's definitely weird, but this is too exciting to care right now. Okay, so I did forget that anthrax is a thing until after I opened it, but everything turned out fine. So, anyway, it's a transcript of the final episode of GHP. It's fanfiction, obviously, but, I mean, come on. This is the perfect thing for my collection. Maybe someone from the Paraforum sent it. I don't know, but I read it last night, and it's a bit weird, but I haven't stopped thinking about it. While at work today, I decided I was going to make an audio copy of it with the whole story and everything. It'll be like a time capsule for me to look back on when I'm old. Alright. Let's do this thing. Here we go. Fatima. Alright everyone, welcome back to Ghost Town Pacific. Wait, I should be doing voices. 
I can already feel myself getting annoyed at saying the character names. Maybe she's like... Preppy? Sure. Alright, let's try this. Alright everyone, welcome back to Ghost Hunt Pacific. It's the season finale of our third season. Tonight, we will be exploring the Coastline Fishery in Warrington, Oregon. This abandoned fish processing plant has been standing on the coast of Warrington for over 70 years and has some grisly stories since it was built. Mostly workplace violations, actually, but some scary stuff, too. So, on this dark and scary night, we're going to investigate what secrets lurk in the depths of Coastline. Should be a fun season finale. Can you believe it's been three seasons already? We've been doing this for almost two years. Eh, that works. Okay, Cosmo seems like kind of a nerd to me, so I'm going to do that. Oh god, don't remind me. Two years. You're getting old, Cosmo. <sighs> oh, and then I guess Micaiah is a bit stoic? I could go lower for him? Two years is a long time. A lot of ghost hunting shows don't last that long. Probably shouldn't brag. We made friends with some of those people. <laughs> oh no, we absolutely won. Take that, Derek. Derek, if you're watching this, I apologize for Fatima. Oh, he can take it. So anyway, here we are on a frankly depressing road outside the fishery. Right in that building, they used to process the fish caught in the waters around Warrington. Until it was shut down due to unsafe practices and a worker strike in 1974. The processing workers apparently had to work very long hours using very dull tools, and weren't given proper protective equipment or even a lunch break. After the workers organized, Coastline Aquatics, the company who owned the fishery, decided to shut it down rather than negotiate. Basically, they took the coward's option and really screwed over a lot of people. Hey, Fatima, can we move in? This building is... It's saying some dark stuff, and I think we better be quick. Okay, okay. Micaiah, I'm gonna go get my thing on. Can you take over the intro? It has a name. Oh, sure. I talked to some people in town. A lot of them said how much they hate how the building feels. It's a black mark on the community to them. It houses a lot of painful memories. Donna Jenkins, just down the road, talked about how her husband worked for most of the day, and they almost didn't ever see each other during the majority of their married life. After the plant closed down, Mr. Jenkins never really recovered. There's a lot of stories like that in the community. A lot of them wish it was taken down. Are we ready? Yep. I'm ready to go. Alright. Let's go. Hey, King. Lighten up. You gotta have confidence. Your own good vibes have gotta push away the bad vibes of the house, remember? Yeah, yeah. Let's just hurry this up. Oh, right. Yuzhin. He doesn't talk a lot. Uh, I guess I can just do my normal voice. I'll probably forget otherwise. Okay, you three. Battle plan. Remember, communicate. Don't hold anything back. We need to be constantly talking. 
use the hand signals if you lose verbal communication, and most importantly, stay together. You've got 20 minutes, in and out, and then we regroup by the van. And I'll be right behind you three the whole time, holding your camera up high so your butts are out of frame. Thanks. <laughs> All right, everybody, move out. Let's do it. Corrugated metal. Always the standard. Those get unbearably hot during the day. And humid. Oh, God, yeah. Okay, who calls dibs on opening the big, scary door? I'll do it. Micaiah opens the door. Oh, you're no fun. You asked. Can we not joke around right now, please? The door closes. Hmm, no. It's surprisingly clean in here. Floor is still sticky, though. So here we are, in the main employee entranceway off the dock. There is an office entrance on the second floor from the stairs outside, which we will check out after we explore the first floor. I wonder if there are any records left up there. Employee complaints or pay stubs. I doubt it. That's not really our focus here, but if the first floor checks out, we can look. It might give us some helpful information. Maybe. I just don't want to stay in here too long. All right, then. Let's get moving. There's a door over there. Ugh, God, I'm going to have to say goodbye to these shoes later. Micaiah opens the door. Hmm, locker room. Probably just for changing into the rubber gloves and aprons and whatever else. They didn't get protective gear, remember? Yeah, but I've worked jobs that do that. You just have to buy your own. It sucks, but if you want to keep your fingers, you do what you have to. When did you have time to work jobs like this? Like, plural. I joined college late, remember? I'm, like, five years older than you. Oh, sure. I guess it wasn't that long ago, but still. That time seems so far away. A lot has happened. Oh, shit! They got a shower. Fatima, public TV, again. Uh-huh. Oh, heck, they got a shower. <clears throat> nice one. But, like, yeah. Fish smell. Nothing is getting it out of your clothes, though. Oh, nothing is getting it out of anywhere. The shower is just for show. This whole town smells like fish. Fair enough. This room isn't very strong. I don't think anything's going to happen here. We should try the main room. Yeah, that's probably where everything interesting is going to be. No changes in the entrance. Yeah, same as before. Empty. The door closes. Let's move. Micaiah opens the door. Ooh, spooky. The door closes. Finally. This room is... cold. Ugh, every room in here is cold. That's not what I meant. Yeah, I feel it too. What are you getting? Oh, right. Hmm. Exhaustion? Pain? Maybe a little disquiet? Disquiet isn't 
in there. Sometimes you just gotta go off vibes. Sure. I'm also getting pride as well, which is interesting. Yeah, it's strange. I wonder where that's coming from. From the workers? There must be some pride in feeding other people, even as industrialized as it is and overworked as they were. Maybe, but that doesn't feel like the kind of pride this place has. Okay, so this is the main processing room of the fishery. This is where fish were sorted, beheaded, gutted, filleted, deboned, deskinned, and then packaged away. Gross. No judging. People gotta eat. And people gotta work. This is where everyone had to stand for hours doing the same tasks over and over. Some people work at places like this their whole lives. Okay, okay. But I don't have to do either, and I can still think it's gross. All right, let's not fight. God, the smell in here is oppressive. Yeah. Nothing strange has happened so far, though. I think it's... waiting. That doesn't sound great. Waiting for what? I, I don't know, but I think it's holding something in. See? That's the disquiet I was talking about. I mean, yeah. That's a fair way to describe it, actually. So, do we turn back? Not yet. It doesn't feel aggressive right now, and we still have a job to do. We just have to be fast. Or what? I'm not sure, but this place feels much more concentrated than anywhere else we've been so far. So, let's not wait around. Or are we just going to stand in the middle of this room forever? You're right. Let's keep moving. Alright, so here we have the rows of processing stations, counters and conveyor belts for all the different steps. Workers must have met up in the locker room we visited earlier and then filed in here to work when a whistle or bell rang. Oh, yeah, look up there. There's the whistle. It's probably broken by now, but we might be able to find the controls upstairs. Oh, and look at the windows up above. Creepy how dark it is up there right now. But that's absolutely where the boss would have looked down at the workers to... do whatever the boss at a fishery is supposed to do. It feels very demoralizing. Yeah. Kind of makes you feel like an ant. Like at any time a boot could come down and squish you. I hate that. I bet the workers felt the same way. Hey, Cosmo? You're looking tense. Do you want to talk to the camera? It might distract you. Oh, sure. Uh, okay. So, this building doesn't really have anything going on aside from being a fishery. As far as I can tell from reading up on its history, it was built in 1913 as a fishery, and it continued being one until, well, until it became a husk changed management a few times. It just seemed to have gotten worse since it opened, but maybe people were just more buttoned up back then. 
Structurally, it's very utilitarian, and... Wait, oh, what the fuck? Public TV. This has happened before. Let's just make our way to the exit. Uh, sorry, sorry. Oh, I hate it when the flashlights go out. Uh, it's okay. Everything is fine. Let's just make our way back. Yeah, very convincing. Now isn't the time for teasing. Cosmo is right. Everything will be fine if we head outside. Wait. The dimensions feel... different. Does anybody else feel... small? Small? Wait, wait, where's the counter? I was just able to reach it. Breathe, everyone. We know what direction the exit is, we just gotta walk towards it. The whistle blows. That sounds... bad. Time to move. Workers, wash your hands. Is that us? Let's not find out. I think I see the exit up ahead. Workers, begin the process. I don't think it's us. I don't think it's us. Step one, sorting. We gotta move. Run! The floor is different. The floor is different. Wait, I lost track of you. Where are you guys? Fatima, move. Step two, beheading. Run, run, run. Slice. Oh god, is everyone still there? I'm still here. Me too. Slice. Where is Cosmo? Oh god, oh god. Fatima, you have to run. Slice, comma, crash. I can't lose all of you. Slice. Step three. Gutting. Rash. Comma. Mechanical failure. So, yeah. That's it. Totally weird, right? Like, I guess it's kind of scary, but it doesn't really have that creepypasta vibe I was hoping for. Frankly, I was expecting a lot more gore or photorealistic blood or whatever. It shows a lot of restraint to cut off before de-skinned. And what? Did the camera get gutted too? How did they get the footage to make a transcript then? And why make a transcript instead of just showing the footage? I mainly bring that up because of course it's fanfiction, but stuff like that makes it totally unbelievable. Some things I just can't suspend my disbelief about. Either way, though, that was fun. I don't know what was going on with most of it, but I guess if you're writing a one-off thing like this, you can just throw a bunch of stuff at the wall and not bother explaining any of it. It's funny, though. Warrington isn't that far away from where I live. I looked it up earlier because I was curious, and the coastline fishery did exist, and what details I can find do line up. So, whoever wrote this did their research. Apparently it was torn down in 2006 after some skaters went in to shoot a video and got injured. It sounds like one of them lost a leg. Poor kid. It looks like another fish processing plant was built in its place a few years later. So, yeah? Uh, I guess that's it? <laughs> I, I don't know what else to say. Uh, 
This is Juno Desconocida signing off. No, no, I hate that. Um, recording end. I guess. This is hard.